Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Welcome to the AEW Rampage Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dadly Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Rampage. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review AEW Rampage, but also AEW Dynamite, Raw, SmackDown, NXT 2.0 pay per views. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete. With a bloody good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Sidrich. Look ahead to Rampage tonight, so you know what that means. <clears throat> Give me a beat. More releases. A sad day. At least we have Rampage. Well, hey! <laughs> Bunky Kingston face-to-face. And the show's live up in this place. Could John Silver win? Maybe. He's up against Adam Gold, <laughs> To meet the bunny, Velvet Better Wear Skates. And God bless the United States. Why skates? <laughs> you complete tosser. I'll be honest, I wrote the preview. It's been a bit of a busy day, understandably, today in what Coach Towers. Wrote my actual notes to the preview, and then about two minutes before we came in, it went... Oh, bollocks, the rap. I think we might have to bin off the rap pretty quickly because I keep forgetting about it. Cre- and no, 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 no. I've no. created... Oh, you know. You've created an expectation amongst the listenership for a weekly Rampage rap. You have made your bed. Now you've got to um, yeah, put some hot fire in it. <laughs> I don't think that's... I'm kind of monster is what it is. Anyway, Rampage, in, in better news, live tonight, in worse news... If only advertised two matches. Thoughts? Well, Tony Khan has said that he's going to absolutely stack Dark Elevation to um, make it a good experience live. Cool, the... I won't be watching that. <laughs> well, it, I, I will. I watch selectively Dark Elevation. <laughs> I go from the buzz. I go from the guys I'm most interested in. But, like, this has to be pretty awesome Dark Elevation. <laughs> really awesome Dark Elevation. Like, the things they've put on this show is intriguing. I'm not sat there going, uh, not bothered. Like, I want to see you advance us in the TBS title tournament. We'll get into Adam Cole versus John Silver because I know you've got things to say off the back of Dynamite about that. And unquestionably, Eddie Kingston, CM Punk face-to-face, I'm tuning in. It just, 
it's thrown me for a loop because I'm so used to it being like bang, 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 and this, and this, and this. And it's like, how are they going to find all this time to put it in? And oh, well, I, got, I, I almost didn't have five bullet points, which speaks volumes. <laughs> and I even I can, you know, splurge some of that out when SmackDown advertises absolutely nothing. How does fix Rampage? <laughs> I, I genuinely went... No, we've done that. We've done that quite yeah, a lot. Instead, yeah, I think everyone's got my opinion on that one. Instead, I'm just going to ask you this straight off the straight off the bat because you know of the predominant news story today. Do you think AEW respond at all to these WWE releases or the the prevailing take regarding WWE being the bastards that they are? Do you mean via some kind of inside mm. gag or by eventually recruiting some of the? people uh, a little from column a a little from column b to be honest i'm not sure it feels like they've sort of moved past that now i like you know you think back to like Brody lee's obvious uh parody let's say of vince mcmahon early on and then there's the occasional jab there probably will be something about this in being the elite you still do the whole bit where they look at the telly's an awkward angle and they say the odd thing. I suppose um, this is more, you know, people losing their jobs rather than, you know, just taking yeah, shots of the opposition. It's one of those where if you, even if they, in this instance, punch up, they're still indirectly, like, reminding the wrestlers who might even be watching the show that they've mm. just lost their jobs. Um, it has to be a pretty good gag to not be in bad taste. Um, since we're low on preview material, I will give a handful of people that I may or may not want to see in All Elite Wrestling following this most recent wave of releases. Not many, which is potentially harsh, but, you know, I want to see more Riho and I want to see more Serena Deeb. Yeah. And the more names you bring in, the, ch the chances of watching Serena Deeb wrestle way more often than she should be recede. Riho... I don't get what they're not doing with Riho. Mm. I understand that a schedule split and it's hard as a result to map like long-term story arcs on her behalf. But at the same time, she was like a really strong demo draw mm. early. Um, she always was super over in arenas. I just think it's um, an indictment of their creative process. Not the creative process, their intent. I'm sure that Omega's lobbying to get her on the show. But, you know, it all feels to this day like a little bit of a tokenistic gesture, the women's division on the whole. Um, and, you know, the usual excuse, it's not an excuse, it's an explanation of, you know, because of the misogynistic gears of pro wrestling over the 21st century and how we're only just, just about um, getting away from all that. The talent pool's diminished compared to the men's, compared to even the tag teams. And they're... Reasoning is, we have more male draws than female draws. Book Riho really well. Yeah. She was genuinely a needle mover in those quarter hours, so that excuse doesn't wash in her case. With that in mind, I would like to see Kevin Steen and Kyle O'Reilly in All Elite Wrestling and featured prominently on that show. I think they're both incredibly talented in their own unique ways. Neither of them were part of this wave of releases, mm -hmm. but... Um, by all accounts, they're ready to go within two or three months. So I'd want to accommodate them as priorities. Keith Lee, absolutely sign Keith Lee. I It's one of those where it's like you forget how talented people are. This is what WWE, this is why they're so useless as a wrestling promotion. They're so useless at promoting talent that 
through, he's not even been on Raw that much, but being on it not that much is still enough to completely stigmatise a yeah, performer yeah, yeah. as not what they once were or woefully miscast, badly underutilised. Like the Keith Lee, who masqueraded as, as Keith Lee on Raw, was just a generic big man as a babyface or a heel. He totally forgot how futuristic he was. The juxtaposition of his work was always just electrifying, mm-hmm. but you can't have people of his size doing um, moves that he could do because it doesn't fit into a 1980s adjacent mold that Vince McMahon will always <laughs> adhere to. Um, so as much as it feels like, oh, it does feel like they have a job to rehab his aura, I mean, it's Keith Lee. Yeah. I was never the biggest fan of his promos, if I'm being perfectly honest, but, and it's a promo promotion as well. Yeah, it's fair. So it's not, I've always maintained the line, it's never as simple as great wrestler enters, great wrestling promotion, automatically a success. It's like, it's a big time promo promotion if you can't get it done on the microphone. And some people like Keith Lee, like a lot of people really connected with Keith Lee. And not just what an absolutely thrilling attraction wrestler, given the feats of which he shouldn't be capable. A lot of people reconnected with him, always seemed like the nicest guy. Um, found his promos a little bit dorky, if I'm being brutally perfectly honest, but that's just me. A lot of people really, really loved him, and I loved his work. If I'm Tony Khan, I'm getting Keith Lee from that crop. I'm also tempted to just for. Banger for a banger's sake, because last week's Dynamite, this week's Dynamite rather, was just so conveniently angle-driven. I've often said episodic to a fault. Sometimes I just want a banger for a banger's sake. I would get Lucha Brothers versus Grand Metal League and Lindsay Dorado yeah. on next week's Dynamite. Well, can't be next week's Dynamite because of the no-competes. Yeah. The second their no-competes are up, I would get them to work a match with the Lucha Brothers and just say... Opening match, no commercial break, 14, 15 minutes. I want you to go out there, totally motivated, tear the goddamn roof off that building, work the absolute best match you possibly can. Because what an embarrassment of WWE that would be. Not just, I'll be fun to watch them be like, in the mud, air quotes. At some point, watching wrestlers who WWE did nothing with thrive in the competition has to alert the non-fed-pilled WWE fans, (laughs) those WWE fans that sort of, that aren't the 1.5 million base, it's like a sort of in-between of the 1.5 and the 1.89 that Raw usually does, good 400,000 are like, I can skip this some weeks obviously, look at the ratings, like just continue to embarrass WWE of what they do, um, so those are my thoughts on the releases and how they figure into AEW. Do you think tonight's show starts, especially because of the weird, you know, way we present Rampage in terms of you know, your raps? No, I mean in terms of they put the biggest thing arguably on the show first, just because of the timings of it. Do you think the show starts bang, call of personality? He comes out and says, "Eddie Kingston, get your ass out here!" Basically for this face to face. You think that's how they start the show? Or do they save that for later? Maybe it's weird because it's. 98% of the time, they've done it on Dynamite on occasion, but not for a long, long time. They haven't started with the match. Obviously, the first dance was um, an obvious exception to the usual format. So I've got no idea. It's a good, it's an interesting question because well, I was going to say the bunny in the red velvet doesn't feel like a main event, but it, I'll draw Roman Reigns. <laughs> yes. So, 
Maybe there is something in that. Who knows? Uh, because, like, I'm not being funny. The Bunny versus Red Velvet is not a television main event. Maybe they saved the face-to-face until the last quarter of an hour. And then it has, like, a pull-apart brawl to give you a bit of action mm-hmm. um, to send the show off the air, like, in a sort of a, an arranged scene of chaos a la WCW Nitro's heyday. Cold silver hot opener. Bunny Red Velvet in the middle. Some kind of really intense promo exchange leading to a pull-apart brawl as it goes off the air is how I would book it. But I'm not Tony Khan. <laughs> Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help? a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash whatculture. Well, let's talk about that opening then. Uh, Adam Cole, John Silver, you were not a fan of what they did on Dynamite to build to this, and yet, I'm sure the match will be great tonight. It is, but these are things I say about. I used to say about NXT. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like John Silver is going to have to attack the neck. He looks opportunistic. A little bit vulture-like if he goes for the neck and the head. Why wouldn't he, though? They've booked themselves into a really stupid position that's either going to make John Silver look adjacent to a heel if he goes after the injured body part, or like a moron if he doesn't. They've done him no favors whatsoever by doing that concerto, that pointless concerto. 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 (laughs) Sound like I'm from the valley. Yeah, I, it was baffling to me, like you say, when you pointed out when we were reviewing Dynamite, of you doing that and saying, yeah, he'll be back in 48 hours for uh, for a match with John Silver. Who it's, I honestly think it's not as bad 
as the December 18th Dark Order angle. But I was always of the belief that the Dark Order in their original incarnation, conceptually, it kind of made a lot of sense. The execution was dire. The gimmick looked goofy aesthetically. Grayson and Una won't, weren't yet stars to get it over. The actual creepers, according to Grayson on Talkers Jericho, was so dickheaded about the whole thing. There were novices who just wanted to get on telly, lied about the level of experience, so they couldn't do anything, but they just said, oh, we can do something. I mean, it's not on them. It's on Tony Khan for not vetting Wave everything. Wave their arms and make a chair for Evil Uno. Absolutely. Like they, uh, it was on Tony Khan to genuinely check what was going on his television program was acceptable. Um, and I like the idea of wins and losses having such gravity that the losers actually feel like losers in a real-life universe and then they get preyed upon, and they grow in numbers. It wasn't a bad idea. It was just a horrendous execution. Something like this is worse, because at least the Dark Order was a very, very, very ambitious and genuinely quite hilarious failure. But at least there was a thought process and ambition, something that worked against, or like with, sorry, the, um, the wins and losses matter mm. framework. This is stupid booking that I just am mystified there's a, there's a lot of clever people in that room. Tony Khan is possibly the most intelligent person to have been involved in pro wrestling in forever. How has he booked this? It, like I said on the, the review, what was the problem with just having him be hit with a kill switch? Hit with a kill switch on the stage. He wants to get revenge on Christian Cage, obviously, but he's still physically going to be okay to face... Someone who maybe, take, like, like uh, Silver did later on in the night, takes a little jibe at him getting his ass kicked. The only way it only makes a vague amount of sense is that, and even then it doesn't really, because it was the Young Bucks who storyline injured Christian Cage to excuse him from AW duties to go and finish business yeah. with the Impact title with Josh Alexander. The only thing I can fathom was the inspiration behind this was, right, we need Christian to go measure for measure you damage my neck and write me out for however many weeks. I'll come after one of your boys and break their necks. But, like, don't do it 48 hours before that boy has a goddamn <laughs> match on Rampage against a babyface. Like, if Adam Cole's a goddamn babyface and he gets a concerto and he sells it the whole way through the match, maybe? It's just the stupidest thing they've ever done. But prospective match quality, I honestly think this should be un unbelievable. Great one. The whole bit, the whole goddamn bit. Like, Adam Cole has got an absolutely exceptional face. Beautiful, but also animated. Very good, yeah. Perfect for television. John Silver's also got a great, like, bulging eyes, total hyped-up, fired-up face. When John Silver makes the John Silver comeback, which is so good that you can refer to it in shorthand, Adam Cole's selling of getting his dick put in the dirt, almost getting pinned. I expect this to be an incredibly fast bomb fest, worked at an absolutely blistering pace, elevated beyond a sort of a competitive back-and-forth match layout by the fact that both these guys' faces rule. The sneak peek we got of this when we had the, the Dark Order versus the uh, the Elite was great when when Silver just sort of out-muscled Adam Cole and he was like, who'd you... Do you think you are? Yeah. Who I am? Yeah. Do you think you are? I am, sort of thing. PWG match yeah. is what I'm expecting. Just fought at an absolutely incredible, heart-pounding, head-spinning pace. Elevated into TV because it won't do that much banter. It'll do a little bit of banter at the start, like Silver will do Budge, 
maybe Adam Cole can go boom, budge, boom, budge, yeah. boom, budge, and then dispense with that, do a proper great TV sprint. Adam Cole, stinger, injury and all, win. Yeah, obviously. And then off the back of that, if we were recording this podcast yesterday, I'd be able to say it's nine days till full gear. Unfortunately, it's eight days. That's all ruins it. But it's close to full gear. We've got two rampages and a dynamite. Do you think this is the place that they set up uh, the the match at full gear for Cole, or do they save that maybe for dynamite? See all that again. In terms of setting no, up, presumably to get Cole on the card with full gear, you know, just over a week away. Is tonight like does he post match try and wreck John Silver and Cage makes the save? What if he does? Because if he tries to wreck John Silver at the post match, I'll think, oh, John Silver can have a match on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Be, that's yeah, what they've done. Yeah. That's what they've done. A ridiculous thing. So. I can watch later on the night, Eddie Kingston put the beating on CM Punk, right? And stretch a job or whatever. I will take that seriously because I trust Punk and Kingston to sell it really well. Within the parameters of the Adam Cole character, I, for a while, will not be able to take seriously any attempts to injure somebody. Mm. I think, what do you think? I'll do a concerto to draw out Christian on John Silver. It's like, well, you can it'll be fine. Throw him off the stage and he'll be back the week after, like Jungle Boy. A lot of odd booking in AEW at the minute. Mm. Um, Maybe there's a podcast in it at some point next week, depending. Who knows? But uh, if you want to read about, you know, as we're talking about the fall of AEW, the rise of it, you can read about it in uh, Michael Sudrick's book. Becoming All Elite, The Rise of AEW is available for pre-order right now. 120,000 insightful, passionate words all about the factors that led to the formation of All Elite Wrestling. The two-year lifespan of its seminal legacy already can be purchased at whatculture.bigcartel.com. Signed and unsigned versions for our genuinely thing for how much graft to put into it. Oh, come on. It's a bargain. Yeah. It's an absolute bargain. Imagine, like, not getting a signed version. Imagine just not buying it full stop. Oh, come Imagine on, Imagine spending Christmas Day, the wife and the kids, and the, or the husband and the kids, or the partner and the kids going, eh, when you don't have kids, maybe, eh. Mother-in-law, mothers, fathers, everyone gets really bloody annoying at Christmas after a while. Imagine not. Waiting for them patiently to go to bloody bed. Like an intimate reading light. Mm. Maybe if you're lucky enough, light some mugs on the fire. <laughs> Get a turkey sandwich. Nice. Leftovers. Already dry meat if you don't cook it perfectly. Do the friends thing at works, the moist maker. You ever mm-hmm. tried that? I mm, oh yeah. Bread, turkey, gravy soaked middle bread, turkey bread. Eat that nice glass of uh, sherry Ooh, for Christmas. Treat yourself. Amaretto's. Uh, I'm a port man at Christmas. Port, sherry, amaretto. Uh, whatever you tipple. Oh, you know, if you don't drink, don't drink. Just read the book. <laughs> Instead of a selection box, what about a selection of the books? Their best matches that you talk about in the book. Thoughts? None. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who advances in the TBS title tournament, Red Velvet or the Bunny? I'm principally. Interested in watching this match finish without any um, injury aggravated by Red Velvet. I've watched her almost scorpion herself way too many times for how infrequently she's wrestled for this promotion. I genuinely think she's got that which can't be taught, which is just as well because in two years she really could be a player. 
fire, real personality, a real sense of like intent behind her moves, and a commitment that's almost that almost has too much conviction behind it because she really tries to go all out to the cost of a gut. She hates her own neck. It's like, it's fine to hate your own neck if you like Kota Ibushi. And you're <laughs> an absolute genius to land with like millimeter precision at the angles that look horrendous, but you he can bump. Like Red Velvet, I'm not expecting a great amount of match quality. I'm worried that Red Velvet is a... Uh, Gonna hurt herself one of these days. Mm-hmm. I think they should. I'd say there's no, there are very few genuinely great women's promotions. They should really, um, now that Japan looks to be beating the coronavirus at last, or at least accepting that it's pretty hard to beat, and let's just open everything up anyway. But in the case, figures really are strong over there. I would get Red Velvet would be one of the list of names I would get to work with Stardom or Great Shout, yeah. Um, whomever. Wherever. Wherever. But she's got to go through to face Cargill because that's who's waiting in the next round. Yes, and all those things I've said didn't apply to Jade Cargill versus Red Velvet because their exchanges in the Shaq match were great. And they had a singles match follow up, if you remember. Mm-hmm. Subsequent to that, that was the best Jade Cargill had ever looked. So they had great chemistry, and potentially the reason why this has been booked is to just redo it because they know it's a good match. Yeah, I put my house on Redville. I love the bunny, uh, and no doubt they're going to try some sort of shenanigans, no no doubt with, with her, maybe Penelope Ford at ringside. But I think uh, Red Velvet advances because Red Velvet, Jay Cargill, and particularly following on from that, maybe even Thunder Rosa versus Jay Cargill in the semis. Who knows? Just mad to think that the head of the table is going out in the first round of a tournament. It's <laughs> genuinely gutsy booking decision, that. Uh, right, finally. It's time for the main event. Thanks, Nails. <laughs> Eddie Kingston, CM Punk face-to-face. I'm hyped and a little bit worried about this, you know. <laughs> yeah, you're not the only one. Because... Look, I'm not saying that Eddie Kingston is, like, remotely unprofessional or whatever. Like, some of his peers have said this in the past, but, you know, <laughs> yes. since he's arrived in AEW, he's arrived as a really matured guy, and he's just an incredible worker. Like, he can, he's just one of the last all-time great workers, is Eddie Kingston. He's the very best, or among the very best, of making you think that, you know, in your rational head, that wrestling's real, but uh, wrestling isn't real, but obviously it's real to him. Yeah, no guy. one's told Eddie. John Moxley and Eddie Kingston are legitimately close in real life. CM Punk's promo on Dynamite transitioned between Moxley to Kingston and said one had a valid excuse for being there. The other didn't. Is Eddie Kingston going to really psych himself up too much one of these days? Because <laughs> he's going to be like genuinely, he's going to be really emotionally affected by what's happened to John Moxley. Mm-hmm. And there's a th- thread of the John Moxley thing, like, it was used as a bridge to get to this fictional development on Dynamite. I'm genuinely fascinated about what the... I think the crux of the issue is going to be, the general gist of this segment is that Eddie Kingston's going to say something to the effect of, like, where's the real CM Punk? When he said, I know you, I don't think he said anything. I don't think he says anything by accident. I think that was a deliberate, like, I know you. You're not this stupid, happy, glad to be here guy, you're a dick. Everyone has said at some point in your career that you're a dick. I know the truth, you're a dick. And Eddie, and 
they can have a big massive spa from there once the emotions are raised uh, heightened temperatures raised all the rest of it but genuinely the fact that Eddie Kingston wears his heart on his sleeve the Moxley story's been touched upon in this fictional story like this is going to be some incredibly on a knife edge emotionally intense stuff I can't wait for this like it's one of those things where we know how good both men are on the microphone for one but two, everyone's waiting for CM Punk to be a little bit more like the CM Punk everyone remembers. It's awesome that he's having this great time. And we, the best of us, the good faith lot, are very patient in the slow burn story. People want a glimpse of the real CM Punk. Eddie Kingston's the man to evoke it from him. And I just think, given the expectations and the appetite for this version of CM Punk to return against this partner of a dance partner of a promo guy. Anything less than a five-star promo exchange is kind of going like, to be a disappointment. I agree. I like uh, We talked the other day on our questions you most want answered uh, about how the build to full gear outside of the title picture is kind of underwhelming. I think this has the ability to sell that yeah, pay-per-view. I was going to say the exact same thing. In, in an instant. And it's going to be one of those ones where not only do you not want to miss a second of it in terms of what these guys say, you know, you think back to the Moxley-Kingston build to their pay-per-view match. And it's also going to be the ones where it's like, don't blink because someone's someone's snapping because of what someone else says. And as much as you think, oh, it'll probably be Eddie Kingston because Punk will push his buttons, re-mocks. Like you say, Punk's Punk's got a point to prove. And if people think that AW have botched CM Punk, there's a great article at whatculture.com that explains why they haven't. Indeed, well. it's entitled, Why AEW Have Not Botched CM Punk. Because what they're doing, that people are resisting this, because they're either, they're either too stupid or it completely undermines the narrative they've tried to spin for the past two years. With the CM Punk arc, AEW are telling a tremendous sports-oriented story. Mm -hmm. And I'll explain why, and I already have, at whatculture.com slash WWE. Mm. Can't wait for this tonight now. We've gone through all this. Uh, and we'll be reviewing it, of course, on Monday in the AW Rampage Review. Subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for that, where you can also find our preview of SmackDown and our discussion from earlier on in the day uh, with myself and both the Dadly Boys all about these recent WWE releases. But let us know your thoughts ahead of Rampage tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. And uh, watch there. You can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at M. Sidgwick. And you can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Don't forget whatculture.bigcartel.com is the place to go to pre-order that excellent book coming your way at, in time for Christmas all about AEW. But this has been the Rampage Preview. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us and we will see you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.